All right, folks. So this is the second overtime. This is our double overtime for this week. And it's a very important, a very important conversation that we had with Ashley Little. Um, we wanted to, uh, uh, and I'm, I'm so thankful for her to taking the time for taking the time to talk to us uh, because I can only imagine how frustrated she is um, about all of this going on. But, uh, uh, but we talked to her. Her name is Ashley Little. She is a research assistant at the Guttmacher Institute. Their staff is organizing with Guttmacher Employees United. They're in the middle of a union election right now, which they will hopefully win despite the smear campaign against them by the union-busting law firm Jackson Lewis and The Intercept. (laughs) They will be a part of OPEIU Local 153, and this is our conversation with Ashley. We have got a double overtime. We are going into double overtime here on the Valley Labor Report with Ashley Little, a member of the organizing committee for the Guttmacher Institute. The Guttmacher Workers United, I, I believe, is the name of their union. They are in the middle of a union election right now. And we uh, wanted to go for the first time ever into into double overtime to talk about this because this is we were we were not planning on doing this until this this absolutely freaking ridiculous article came out the other day um <laughs> from Ryan Grimm in the intercept about the the the, the article is titled <clears throat> how uh, elephant in the zoom Meltdowns have brought progressive advocacy groups to a standstill at a critical moment in world history. And the thesis of this piece is basically is basically that um, the staff at progressive nonprofits who make a at, at all of these places, you know, you look at all of these nonprofit unions that are coming up, their starting salaries are something like thirty five. 40,000 a year. The even people that are not just starting out there are not making a whole lot of money. And these are in places like New York and DC. And we have also chronicled over the course of this show, uh, uh, over the course of interviews with workers in the SPLC union with Kayla Blado, current NLRB press secretary, formerly president of the nonprofit union, exploitation that nonprofit workers uniquely face. And the thesis of this article is basically that these workers are big, big, whiny babies who uh, have no conception of what's going on in the world and have no interest in changing the world and are complaining about about really, really, really silly things. And... Um, and it was just so frustrating to me. It was it was incredibly frustrating to me because this is happening in one of the main one of the one of the institutes that they that that the article really focuses in on is the Guttmacher Institute, who, like I said, is in the middle of a union election right now. And the most frustrating thing to me is that over the course of this article, which is an insanely long article, I mean, I don't know, I should have got the word count for this, but it is it is a ridiculously long article. Uh, it took me, I believe, 20 minutes to read the whole thing. Now, I'm not a fast reader, but still, 20 minutes for an article is a really long time. 
over the course of this article, they snidely and derisively uh, quote a tweet from a uh, from one of the union's Twitter accounts and do not consult the staff or the leadership of the union. And um, they do not mention the salary disparities between the executive directors who are the ones being quoted for this piece and the staff who are being lambasted by this piece. They do not mention that the Guttmacher Institute has retained Jackson Lewis, notorious union-busting law firm. They do not mention any of this. They do not mention any of the real issues that nonprofit workers face, like being like like being exploited for their care of the thing they are working for, which is a pretty uniquely unique thing in a service-based, a care-based role, you know, in, in, in a place like a progressive nonprofit or, or a nurse or a teacher or something, you can uniquely exploit their desire to serve in the capacity of their profession. And so none of this is mentioned. This is all glossed over in favor of the boss's line, which I mean is, you know, it's, it's something that I, that, that I might would say in another, but literally they only, Ryan Grimm only quotes bosses in this piece and it's in, it's it's infuriating and so um we're not going to do that <laughs> we're we, we brought on ashley little and so i i i set the stage i i hope i set it to i i hope i set it well um and and ashley thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us during what I can only imagine is an incredibly frustrating time. Um, and, and, and yeah, so just thank you very much for taking the time. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on the pod. So, uh, what else would you, would you add to, to my, to my setting the stage? Is there anything that you think that is important that I missed to to uh, that that you would want to pull out of the article or that was left out of the article? That you know what what else what else do you think that that would would need the audience would need to have a proper understanding of the stage? Yeah, I think something important to note is, and you probably the audience and you already know and have been thinking about it is um, the road decision that's upcoming um, greatly affects our work, you know, is very directly tied to our work. Um, and how are we going to, you know, deal with this extreme, you know, pressing issue um, without a sustainable and healthy workplace? Yeah, I think that is uh, that's and so what is it that you that 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 the Guttmacher what is it that the Guttmacher workers are trying to address through unionization? What are some of the things that y'all are looking for that you feel like um, that you feel like would make Guttmacher a place more capable of meeting the moment? Yeah, so um, the Guttmacher Institute is widely known for our um, incredible research on sexual and reproductive health. Um, activists and organizations all over the U.S. and the world use our research. Um, and this unionization effort has been a long time coming. Um, we currently have over 70% support from eligible staff members. And the feelings, or I guess... Um, 
what people want out of the unionization effort varies, um, but there are some, you know, similarities for a lot of people, no matter um, what job they have. I think the biggest things for Guttmacher are, like we mentioned before, salary. So having higher salary bands that follow inflation and that are livable for New York and D.C., um, other things are fair and clear pathways to promotion. Um, staff retention is a huge issue. Um, our policy departments, and if you think about Roe, probably one of the most important, you know, this is their moment to um, help shape policy and explain what's going on to people, um, was completely in the past year little down to just a few people out of a team of, I can't say, I, I don't know if I know the entire amount of people on that team, but like 15-ish people, you know? Um, so staff retention is a huge thing. Um, and on kind of the opposite ends, um, I think a lot of workers at Guttmacher really enjoy the benefits that we have, the vacation, the sick leave, um, the uh, maternity and paternity benefits, and we want to keep those benefits and keep them safe through a contract. Right, right, right. And and so, why is it that you think that the executive director at the Guttmacher Institute and executive directors, boards, management across the nonprofit space, uh, of course, maybe maybe there's there seems to be more willingness perhaps in the nonprofit space to accept unionization but but there has been some very very vicious anti-union stuff and 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 when y'all asked for voluntary recognition the Guttmacher Institute uh said okay we will volunteer voluntarily recognize you if you sign a no strike clause as a condition of of recognition which is uh, a no strike and non-disparagement and non-disparagement i mean it's just yeah. a, just an absurd a silly 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 thing to ask and uh you know why is it that it doesn't even recognizing the union and going into bargaining doesn't even necessarily mean that y'all are going to get every single thing that you're asking for, which you, you which you you should probably, in, in my view, you know. But it, but even let's let's say just why would they not recognize the union that their workers are? Why would they not respect the people that they hired to make this decision for themselves and respect? The legal process in this country and and the rights inherent that I think workers have or ought to have. Yeah, so I definitely can't know um, what our president, Herminia, Palacio, um, or any of the executive directors think about the unionization effort. But I can think of some ideas of like what executive directors across the repro movement are feeling about this, especially with the article that just came out. Um, I think it's a lot to do with power, um, with sharing power, with allowing workers to have a say in um in what we do with our lives and our work lives. I think a big thing is, you know, we're a reproductive justice, well, more like reproductive rights organization. And repro rights and workers' rights are very similar. You know, it's all about controlling your life, having a choice in what your life looks like. And um, I think with the non-disparagements and um, no striking, I think it has a lot to do with wanting 
to um, make our union smaller, make our union less powerful. And that was something that we could not um, give up. Right, right. Of course. I mean, and that's it, it was... Uh, I mean, you know, I said earlier it was silly. It's insulting. It's like a slap in the face is what it is. Um, you know, a restriction on speech and a restriction on uh, the the most fundamental weapon that labor has in in negotiations is the withholding of your labor, asking you to do those two things as a precondition for recognizing your union is really, really, really insulting. And, and so why then and and. We will we'll get to the piece more in a moment, or or get to actually the meat of the thing. But why do you think in the writing of this piece that Grimm did not talk to y'all or talk to anybody in the 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 myriad of institutions and the milieu that that he's attacking here? Um, I think it would just be a very very different story. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's basically it. Right. Well, so so, and then tell us what you think about the about the 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 thesis of the piece because I'm interested in that because and and this is and 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 I can just say I was talking to Adam before the show. I am somebody as a as a leftist in the South, a leftist unionist in the South. I am somebody that is predisposed to the idea. Potentially, that you know, excessive wokeness or insularity or a lack of grace to people that we're working with, to people that we're organizing with, to to to, to other workers. I'm sympathetic to the idea that that could be a problem, um, and and you know, uh, but uh, the way that he went about making this argument is just insane to me. But I'm sympathetic to that as, as an issue. What are your thoughts about some of the things that it says? I mean, do you think that there is that there is there is a there there in a certain sense, and it just need there it, there needs to be a drastic reshaping of the thing around the workers' point of view, or are you, would you be of the opinion that? That there's simply no there there. Yeah, um, I guess I agree with you that, you know, I have my own personal qualms about cancel culture, you know, um, in kind of the larger um, space. Um, But I don't think it really applies in the case of workers trying to unionize their workplaces. Um, Management has so much power over us. I don't think I could me as a junior staff member, I don't think I could cancel um you know, higher ups in my organization. Um, and I don't want to. I think the point of unionization is not to cancel or demean or to create divisions. It's to have a proper and clear pathway to communication and um, and working together. I think one part of the article that really struck me um, is um, talking about young people in organizations. Um, in the article... Um, he says that, um, you know, workplaces are becoming more young, more people of color, more women, et cetera. Um, and, you know, uh, as a young person um, in the movement, I feel like that's a great thing. Um, right. We are some of the most, you know, all all the identities that I hold um, make me 
um, more susceptible to um, the fall of Roe. You know, abortion rights aren't just something that they affect me on a daily basis. And um, I don't think it's a bad thing to include people who are most affected by these issues in the movement and in Guttmacher. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I mean, the fact I, I... – <laughs> The fact that that you that you would be be willing to entertain a, a critique of of you know uh, and and the article ma- makes an interesting point about the you know I would not I would prefer not to use the right wing framing but the right wing framing of cancel or call out culture or whatever it seems you know when people when you say that people know what you mean or, or kind of generally speaking you know the. It just—I mean—it seems to me that there would be an article to be written about this, uh, at least that includes the perspective of the workers, as opposed to executive directors making three hundred thousand, a million dollars a year, that are worried about the people that they have the authority to unilaterally hire or fire being upset with them. <laughs> like you know, I mean, it's just. There's no greater cancellation than the termination of your employment. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, which is what which is what people real. at the Guttmacher Institute, you know, as a as a place with at will employment, you know, I, I'm not speaking to any allegations or, any, or, or 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 lack thereof of their of their practices with regards to hiring and firing, but as an as an employer that does not have just clause just cause disciplinary procedures in a union contract you are at the mercy of being canceled by your boss for reasons not associated with your with your productivity with your work output and and you know the fact this article doesn't it doesn't contend with any of that there's no there's no grappling with the fact that workers are in in progressive nonprofits and outside of progressive progressive nonprofits are at constant threat of being canceled by their boss. Yeah, I have to agree with you. I think there's definitely a, you know, a culture of fear of, you know, of stirring the pot or um, bringing up issues in the workplace. And that's why we want to form a union because doing it by yourself is scary. And it's, oftentimes doesn't work um, because of that power difference. And so through a union, it's collectively all of us of Guttmacher Employees United um, coming together to help each other. So um, in the paragraph above the... um the the one that you mentioned about about workplaces becoming more y- younger and, and more diverse and things like this which is a good thing which is a good thing. <laughs> like that shouldn't be controversial but just just to right, be clear right. A former executive director said that uh, my la- quote my last nine months I was spending ninety to ninety five percent of my time on internal strife, whereas before that would have been twenty five to thirty percent tops. How do you mm. feel about that claim? What do you d- does that does does that track in your mind as accurate it, or plausible? <laughs> do you think it's totally made up? Um, I mean, what what are your thoughts here uh, uh, of that statement? Honestly, um, 
I don't really know because I don't know what um, my executive directors are doing all the time. I think maybe <laughs> forming a union would help us, you know, have more clear communication about work, you know, duties and what how we can work together. Right. I mean, common sense dictates that. With a collective bargaining agreement in place, with a recognized union in place, with a process uh, for negotiations and for conflict resolution, if hypothetically there is all this internal strife that they're dealing with, what better way to you know navigate that and to come together and actually work through some of those issues than you know with a recognized union because. For one thing, as employees amongst yourselves as a union, of course, that gives you the ability to, to work amongst these, each other to resolve any differences y'all may have. But, uh, you know, to the broader point, though, there's an established avenue for management to sit down with workers to deal with this internal strife that mm. allegedly they're dealing with so much. Right. I find that incredibly hard to believe, um, but... You know, again, that's, you know, I think it really shows the author who typically, you know, I enjoy a lot of Ryan Grimm's articles, uh, but it shows that he was incredibly out of touch with the perspective of labor and workers and just his whole framework of this piece. Um, and, and I just can't get over that. I can't get over the fact that y'all are doing the right thing here, but are being demonized here and I don't think it's a lot to ask mm. for nonprofits to practice what they preach right for any I mean for anyone to practice what you preach um, and I think that's something you know Jacob mentioned earlier we've we've talked with a lot of organizing workers at nonprofits and media institutions and you know other progressive employers and that's often what it boils down to is is that the workers are committed dedicated, passionate. As you said, these issues are not just hypothetical for you. They're real. They're, they're your experience. They're your daily life. And so, you know, it, it is insulting. It really is insulting uh, to take that kind of approach because uh, in my experience and in the conversations we've had with workers such as yourself, uh, I, I am 100% in belief that all of y'all are trying to do the right thing and ultimately make your organization stronger, you know, which is it, it, it's not as adversarial as perhaps this article makes it out to be or as management tends to make it out um, mm -hmm. because obviously you're committed or you wouldn't be there and you wouldn't work as hard as you do uh, and put in the time and, and energy that you do to make to try to fulfill the mission of the institution. Yeah, definitely. I think most of us came to Guttmacher um, really excited. I think a lot of people at Guttmacher, this is the place they want to work. This is the place they've always wanted to work. We're all, you know, to do this work, this really difficult work, um, you need to have the passion and you need to have, you know, the want and, you know, yeah, the passion to um, fight for reproductive rights. And, um, And it's like, 
we're not trying to, we do, we want Guttmacher to thrive. We want Guttmacher to continue on and do the important work that is necessary for our movements. And creating a union doesn't, we're not trying to break down the organization. We're trying to build it up. Right, right. And, y- you know, the... Um I think that uh, that's pretty obvious. Um, uh, just in 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 any instance, uh, it, it would seem to me, but especially in progressive nonprofit spaces, uh, that that obviously you want better for yourselves, um, but that you want your your organization to to survive and, and to thrive. Um, but another, so, but one of the things that the article. Is basically alleging is that at the expense of that, you are wanting all of these silly things. And so here's here's another quote. I'll uh, I'll throw at you. And 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 I'm. What are like your first thoughts when you hear this? Um, a lot of quote. A lot of staff that work for me that work for me. This is a boss. They ex- <laughs> they expect the organization to be all the things. A movement. Okay. Get out the vote? Okay. Healing? Okay. Take care of you when you're sick? Okay. It's all the things. Can you get your love and healing at home, please? But I can't say that. They would crucify me. And I... Love and healing seem like the only things there. And and I'm... And look, you correct me if... Are you asking for, like, hugs on the hour in your union contract? (laughs) Well, when I hear that quote, all I can hear is, you know, wanting sick leave, wanting a non-toxic work environment. That's another way to put it. That's another way to put it, is that you have sick leave. Wow. Take care of you when you're sick. (laughs) Or sick leave is another way to put it. God, holy. Ah, it's insane. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I I appreciate that you just can uh, cut right through that because non toxic workplace, that's not an unreasonable demand, right? Uh, that folks be treated with respect and din- dignity, uh, because your working conditions affects the organization's output, and if if folks are being mistreated on the job or discriminated against on the job or not supported just in general ultimately that affects the ability of the organization to fulfill its mission so I mean I think that's and I, I appreciate that you and, and your brothers and sisters on the in the union are continuing to kind of hammer that point home as you said earlier it's not about breaking it down it's about building it up mm-hmm yeah, and I'm sorry I interrupted you a little bit earlier, so you can <laughs> you can finish your thought. <laughs> um, I guess um, the only other thought I had for this specific question is, um, you know, the amazing work that we're doing right now, right before Roe, is set to be. Um, sorry, that's my sink. <laughs> um, set to be um, overturned. You know, the work that, like today, for instance, um, we released um, abortion data. Right before, you know, Roe is going to be overturned, showing that abortions are increasing in many states and right when Roe is going to be overturned. And you think about, you know, this amazing work that we've been able to do in a toxic org and um, what could we do in a non-toxic org, you know? Mm -hmm. And so what are some of the things that that 
Well, if if you could say, what are some of the things that y'all that y'all have had to face that that have made it a difficult place to work? Yeah, I think More it goes back to. Yeah, I think it goes back to what um, kind of the demands that generally we want as a union, um, clear and fair promotions, especially for junior staff who are among the lowest paid in the institutes. Um, being able to, I think for, at least from my perspective, I feel like the ladder that was there in the institutes, you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, is slowly being taken away from junior staff um, during one of the most important times of reproductive rights in the U.S. history. Um, and I think it's also, you know, staff retention has been very difficult. We've been dealing with, you know, low staff and that's just made our work even harder and, you know, issues even more apparent. Right, right. And and those... I. <laughs> A clear avenue for promotion, laying out the parameters. This is something that every single union contract deals with. Or should deal with. Or should deal with. This is, I mean, bread and butter. This is not, we're not talking about, you know, I mean, seriously, when you think some of these things that, that it's that it is as if you are asking for hugs from your boss every hour on the hour and and that's simply not the case um and and i you know i can only imagine how you know like infantilizing that is as somebody as an adult who who works who does the work who makes this organization run who who puts out the information Yeah, I think that's a big thing for me um, as a young person at Guttmacher is just, yeah, the infantilization um, of our issues, of our wants in the workplace, um, that this isn't just some um, thing I do after college. Um, this is my job to survive in one of the most expensive cities in the U.S. Um, and... I think in the article it talks about, um, or it, at least it comes off to me as calling us, you know, whiny babies. Um, and, you know, if, if I was a whiny baby, then that would be illegal. Like there's no, you know, child labor. So, um, <laughs> <also>, yeah. <laughs> um, Ashley, is there anything else that, that you feel like is, is important for, um, for our audience and and potentially others who who are listening to this that that don't normally listen to uh, to us, it, it, is there anything else that we haven't gone over yet that that you think it's important for people to know as they are you know grappling with this article and and the allegations that it makes from uh, one of the people that it is making allegations against essentially. Yeah, I think I think a big point of this article is to make unionization seem impossible or scary um, or a detriment to your um, to the movement or your organization or your job. And I think from the support that we've gotten from other workers in the repro space, um, that's simply not true. Um, unionization has being a part of the unionization effort at Guttmacher has made me feel more, you know, made me feel more connected with my coworkers, more connected with the movements, more connected with my work. Um, and 
I think has made me a better, um, I'm not going to say like better worker, I guess, because I don't think I was ever a bad worker, but um, I guess just more, um, I'm able to be my best self to, um, to help the movements. Ashley Little, um, member of the organizing committee for the Guttmacher Institute, Workers United. Uh, Ashley, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it, and uh, please do let us know if there's anything that we can do to support you. Oh, well, how, how could how could the audience? Is there anything that the audience could do to to support y'all? Yeah. So um, one thing is to follow us on social media. Um, we have both a Twitter and an Instagram. So um, the name is Gutmacher Employees United, um, but the at um, is Gut Union, spelled G-U-T-T-U-N-I-O-N. Um, keeping just keeping updated with um, where we are in the process towards unionization and um, anything that comes out from it. Um, and yeah. Ashley, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Solidarity. Thank you.